Hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. Matthew along with Zach. And today, we don't have a topic. We're just going to have a good, fun, friendly conversation. So by by starting off, go fuck yourself, Um, you know... Is that a go fuck yourself to me or to the audience? To you, to you. Oh, okay, yeah. we're okay. gonna get the get you know right, some good repertoire gotcha. going. I just here. wanted to clarify because no, they, no, 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 they no. can't see you. I want to talk at me. with the off- okay. audience right now, so okay. they can stay. You, you can <laughs> speaking go. of that, do you remember when we recorded our little that intro episode, that like introduction to just the browsing? one after it's we like, realized that we didn't like. <laughs> Introduce. So it's like, yeah. So if you guys, if anyone who's listening, if you haven't listened to like the intro to just browsing, if you, if you go to like whatever your podcast streaming platform of choice is and you go to like our page, there's like an intro thing you can listen to before you get to the first episode just to get an idea of like I think what it's called the introduction like. to just browsing. Yeah. And it's like a little 10 minute thing. And we had recorded that. We did like five minutes or something, and then realized we we stopped. We're like, oh, that sounds good. And then we're like, wait, we never once said who we were or right. what the name of the podcast was or anything. So then we went back and recorded that at the beginning and talked talked for like another five minutes. And then you, at the end of one of those, you're like, yeah, yeah, so go fuck yourself. And that's like, yeah, that's how it ends. <laughs> and I totally forgot. Oh, I'll I have to go fucking listen to that. Yeah, I I listened to it not that long ago. I was like, for whatever reason, I went back and I was like, I wonder what this sounds like because we recorded that like a long time ago. Now at this point, like fucking almost four well, years ago. Did we start in 2020? I think we started in August of 2020. Yeah, I um, think we did. So we recorded it like August 1st or something of 2020. So anyway, I went back just out of curiosity and I forgot that we did that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) And then the the recording just ends. I'm like, well, that's a nice (laughs) intro to the podcast for people to be like, okay, I'm just told to go fuck myself. And then I'm now I'm going to tune in some more. But yeah, anyway, we're making a name for ourselves early on. Um, But anyway, I so we were just, you know, joking before we started recording that we were going to sit and chit chat for a little bit. But since this is a shooting the shit episode. Figured we might as well fire up the mics. Um, what did you want to ask me about the NBA stuff? Because okay, I wanted so, to bring up the, the the state basketball here in Colorado. But so obviously, I like all sports. Um, follow everything pretty religiously. Well, okay, I wouldn't say religious. I follow uh, football and hockey religiously for the Broncos and Avalanche and the Buffs. Baseball because the Rockies just our ownership group is the worst in all sports history. It's hard to follow them, but it's like. I'll see how they did today. Oh, we lost sixteen to three. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Nuggets. I mean, I follow, but like, it's basketball is so hard for me to watch in yeah, the NBA. Agreed. And we've all it's well documented on this podcast. But afterwards, people are because they wanted the All Star break, the NBA All Star break, to be competitive and the players to really compete in it to be like an actual game. And so I saw a lot of people talking or writing about how they're like, well, you got to give the players incentives. Like, the NHL All-Star was a couple weeks ago, and the winning team got to split, like, a million dollars or whatever. Like, there there was prize money that went to the winning teams, but it's still one of those, like, you're not checking. Like, there's no hits that's, oh, you got an easy breakaway. Like, who cares, right? So how, how do you feel about All-Star games? Because the only one that matters is the MLB All-Star game. Because that one actually, like, plays into – the postseason of how the MLB playoffs are played. Because doesn't the MLB All-Star game, depending on who wins the AL or the NL, that determines home field advantage the in World the Series. World Series, yeah. correct? So okay. so they have something to play yeah. for. Because that actually matters. Right. I mean, that that makes a difference. But, like, and I don't know who was saying it. It's one of the big talk show hosts. He goes, dude, the dunk contest is just 
oh, you're going to jump over someone and people are going to go, ooh, and give you 50. How many times a year do we have to see the same shit? He goes, it's kind of played out. Like, there's really only so many dunks you can do. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, there's probably a dunk that we'll never see, at least in probably the next five to ten years, that hasn't already been done. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's like it gets played out. Like there's certain things that it's like, yeah, it's okay to like it can be okay to watch, and then it just like goes away. And I'm like, I mean, I'm the same way. It's really hard to watch skill competitions for no reason. Like you're just some of these guys, like everyone that's not at the All Star Games are getting breaks, but these guys aren't. And it's one of those I, as a fan, could give two fucks about All Star breaks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Give them like a week break if that's what your intention is. Or just have the season go without breaks because there's no purpose to it. The players don't necessarily take it serious. Sure, the fans can be like, well, I'm never going to see Jokic, LeBron, Luka, you know, Kawhi, Steph all on the same team. And it's like, right, but they're not actually playing. Yeah. Like, they're not playing for anything. They, they just gave up 211 points. If they were playing <laughs> for something, I wouldn't want them on my team. Yeah. So, I guess to answer your question, um, I've never really cared that much about any of the All-Star games. Um, when I was younger and I, and I was still playing baseball and I followed baseball really closely, which has been a very long time now, um, I, would, I would get pretty into the All-Star game and the home run derby and all that. It was a lot of fun for me to watch that stuff. And then... I also really liked – I used to really like the NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend, and I would tune in for the dunk contest and everything, three-point you know, competition. And I used to really love that stuff. But over time, A, with baseball, I've just kind of fallen off of watching baseball almost entirely. I, I kind of yeah. vaguely pay attention. There's to 162 games and, per each team, so you might catch a few this year. Yeah, like I'll go to a one or two Rockies games a year, and then I pay attention to like who wins the World Series, and that's about it. Every once in a while, like, right. if like it's World the, Series Game Seven, you're like, all right, I'll tune yeah. In. If it's on TV or whatever, I'm like, all right, I'll you know, while I'm eating dinner or something, I'll let's the World Series, I'll watch it. But I'm not paying attention. I don't know who the best players are. Like I, I don't, I don't know anything about it. So that one I don't watch anymore. And then the NBA, I pay more attention to the NBA than I do basketball, but only a slightly more, only slightly more. Um, you pay more attention to the NBA than you do basketball. Oh, sorry, I meant baseball. Oh, I was um, like, this is a very confusing statement yeah. <laughs> that the uh, listeners at home are going to have to yeah, really no, figure out what Zach means. I only so like in terms of sports, I pay attention to most to least. It's definitely football, then basketball, then baseball. And baseball is like basically none. Basketball, not really any during the regular season. I start to pay more attention in the playoffs, and then I always try and watch the NBA Finals. Um, and then football, I'm I'm pretty plugged in. Um, but so to answer your question, the NBA All Star Game, I used to really enjoy, and I used to love the dunk contest, and I used to be obsessed with watching like dunk contest highlights, and you know it would be like a a big thing to see like who they announced to be in the dunk contest because it's usually like some guys who are like incredibly athletic yeah and like have not only do they dunk a lot but they're always having these insanely athletic dunks where they're dunking over people or they're doing these crazy windmills or 360s or whatever and so then when they announce those guys are going to be in the competition you're like i'm gonna fucking watch this because this is gonna be crazy and they have had some years where the dunk contest was awesome but i feel like um, and I, I didn't. I don't know. I was going to ask you how much of it did you watch this past zero, weekend? None. Like zero. Didn't okay. watch. I didn't watch any either. Minute. So I had um, zero desire. You brought it up, and and I, I saw a bunch of the reactions online, and all of it was like resoundingly negative. And then we had dinner with um, some of Ty's family this past week, 
And a few of them brought up, they were like, did you watch the All-Star Game or the dunk contest? And I was like, no. And they're like, it was terrible. And I was like, well, that's that's all I've been hearing. They said it was so boring. It's, it was terrible. And I, I think with the NBA, it's it's gotten a little weird, too, because they keep and, – and we talked about this. We did a whole episode earlier this year about that um, in-season tournament. And that is, like, just one of many examples of – um, Adam Silver and the NBA trying their best to like switch things up and make the NBA more interesting because I think they can tell that the public at large is losing interest and like it seems to me and I, I don't know if this is not backed up by any like viewership numbers or anything like that but it just seems to me that more people pay way more attention to football nowadays than they do basketball especially during football season and even now I think the NBA's biggest problem is that they just play too many fucking games. And I've been saying that for a long time. It's just, it's very hard, even if for someone like me who likes basketball and enjoys basketball, to tune into the NBA in the regular season because you turn on regular season games and it just looks like they're not really trying because well, they're and, not. You and know? I, think like, that, I think that's one of the things <laughs> that turns a lot of people away too, right? Like, I I want you to go watch. So March Madness is coming up. Well, yeah. I had still like a, we still got like a month. I, over here. I mean, I think there's still five games left in the regular season. So mid-March, couple weeks yeah. at least until we get to the the, the tournaments. Um, but watch a you know close you know find two ranked teams, watch them play college basketball, and then go watch a pro game. And you're gonna be there. You're gonna sit there and be like, it's completely two different yeah, it's like, night games. And, day. <laughs> and I can watch college basketball all day. They play defense, they play yeah. hard, and it's, it's, very fast it's a very team-oriented game. Yeah. I watch an NBA game, and guys are just pulling up threes from the logo. And I'm like, what What am I watching here? Yeah. Oh, I get paid... Mi- like, it just bugs the shit out of me that these guys are like, yeah, I get paid millions to do this shit. So it's like, if, if the score is 148 to 148 at the end of regulation, like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't have to try. And it... It bugs the shit out of me that some of them, like you said, have this freakish athletic ability, but they're like, they choose when they want to use it. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that, you know, to my point earlier, is them just realizing that this is a marathon and that they have such a long season that they kind of have to dole out their energy output in order to make it for an entire regular season. And then if you're on a team who's going to be making a deep playoff push, you got you know, two or three playoff series you got to play after an 82 game right. schedule. So, so if you, so if you even get of rid games, of like 20 dude. games, if they had like a 60 game season, I'd be like, okay, you can't sit unless you're hurt. Cause that's another big thing that's pushing people away. Hey, yep. yeah. I just, you know, I was talking to my parents about this. I think we've talked about it too. If you spend like 2,500 bucks to take your family to a, a game because you're like, yeah, they're playing the Lakers. We get us LeBron and AD, and all of a sudden you get to the game and you're like, yeah, LeBron and AD are game time decisions, and now they're not going to play because of swelling of the fucking nothing. And you're like, yeah. what happened? They're like, one of them has a an ingrown hair, so he's out for a month. And you're like, what? So I just spent all this money to come watch right. them play. My kids want to watch them play, and now they're sitting out, or they're like, yeah, they're sitting out for rest. You're a professional fucking athlete. You're gonna have six months off. Yeah. You can rest then. I get that it's taxing on your body. I'm not saying what they do is easy. Obviously, it's not. That's why there's very limited, uh, what are there, 12 of them on an mm-hmm. active team? And there's 30 teams in the NBA? Great. Do the math. You're one of the best, what, 360 players in the world? You're getting paid fucking shitload of money to do your job. I don't get to go to work one day and be like, 
hey, boss, today's going to be a rest day. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's good. And I'm like, okay, so that's good. He's like, yeah, you can just pack your shit and go. <laughs> like, we'll find someone else that's not going to take a rest day. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. I think, I think the problem with, you know, because what I was trying to get to earlier when I was talking about um, them implementing the NBA in-season tournament thing is that was one of many things they've been trying this year and in recent years to spur greater interest in the NBA. Because I think that Adam Silver and the NBA can tell that they're playing second fiddle to the NFL now, and it's like not even close. And the football mania is just way – like the NFL does not have to try to get millions of people to tune in every Sunday to their games. But the NBA, it really just seems like the – interest level is waning and I think the same thing has been happening to baseball for years and you've you've seen the same sort of thing in baseball where they've been trying to implement like a a pitch clock you know to kind of speed up the game because they after all these studies determined that you know the length of the games was was a big detriment to and you know engagement by the fans and all that and I get that and I, I think another thing that the MLB and the NBA could do would be to shorten their schedules and I think that would make things more interesting because it's it's hard as a fan to tune into a regular season game when you're midway through the season, right around the All Star break, kind of like we are now, and watch a regular season game on a Tuesday night or whatever, and be like, "This game really matters." It's just hard to talk yourself into that, and you can tell it's hard for the players to talk themselves into that too, because they look like they're not trying that hard. Like you can tell they're kind of in neutral for most of the game, and then if the game's a little close towards the end, things pick up pace a little bit, whatever. But I don't know, dude. I just feel like they play too many games. The players are you, – you can tell by, like, how slowly they bring the ball up the court. There's not a lot of, like, you know, ball movement and it's passing super around. It's super soft. A, it's a lot of, like, pass to this guy, watch him fucking go one-on-one with this dude. Take an no awful chain. No one tries shot. to rebound. Yeah, everyone just jogs back down the – it's like you watch that versus, like, before I came over here, it was Miami versus North Carolina – and North Carolina's ranked number nine. Miami's not even ranked, and Miami almost fucking won that game. Right. And it was exciting. It was up and down the court, and it's exciting, and the fans, like, the atmosphere of it is way different. You know, like, the the fans at an NBA game are just kind of, like, there vibing. It's more of, like, a hangout entertainment yeah. sort of thing. pay a shitload of money to not see people play. Right, and then, like, the college environment is, like, all of those fans are all wearing the same color, and they're all fucking doing chants together, and it's, like, it's the same thing of, like, the college football atmosphere versus NFL football. Like, College just has a totally different vibe to right. it, and that's why I love watching college sports. But I, I think with the NBA, like they're in in the weird thing too. I think another thing regarding the All Star Game is they've tried to change the format of it so many times in recent years that I can't even keep track of it. But they're all you can tell it's like all in attempts to make it more interesting. And like they'll change the way the voting happens, and like right. how how much percentage is from the fan vote versus coaches and all this stuff. And then like it used to be East West, and then they switched it to oh now we're gonna have like captains, captains and they'll and draft gonna, teams, and, and now yeah. we're back to like oh now we'll do East West again. And it's just like guys, I I think I applaud their effort for trying to make it more interesting, but I just think nobody gives a fuck anymore like they used to because the players don't really seem to give that much right. of a if, fuck if, either. You know? If your like, players don't care and they don't buy into it... You can just see then, it in the way they participate. I mean, they don't... 
They don't look like it's they're like really trying that hard. Right. Well, and you got to think like you the said, players, they scored over one of the teams scored over two hundred like, like one ninety in the All Star game. Like, like what are we doing? Right. Like this is a Harlem Globetrotters. They're like lining like, up like, the the center court and just shooting half court shots. But like that's one thing. Like I know you don't really watch hockey, but those guys, if they're healthy, will play eighty two games. And they play and play hard. I mean, they they have you have to play hard because if you take a hit the wrong way, you're not playing hard. You could catch an edge, tear your knee. You know, something bad could happen. You have to play hard. Yeah, I don't watch hockey, but I don't ever watch. I don't ever tune into a regular season hockey game and get the impression that they're all just paced. like coasting. Right. I'd never get that impression. Like they're always skating hard right. and playing hard so every game. For those of you that don't watch hockey, because I'm a huge hockey guy, as you can see, I have banners everywhere in my room because he has won the Stanley Cup two years ago. Because we're better than you. <laughs> um, watch hockey I can understand how it can be like people are like it's boring it's low scoring and I'm like it might be boring and low scoring but it's not a boring low scoring game like soccer Yeah, it's fast paced constantly moving you know I can understand the rules are going to be like well why did they blow the whistle right it can be a little confusing that's my big barrier there's a lot of rules, rules. I just is, don't know the rules you don't necessarily know but you don't necessarily need, need to know the rules to like sit down and watch a game and kind of enjoy what's going on it's it's just fast paced. There's fights. There's hits. Like, it's a. I put this in terms of respect, but it's a it's a game for men because you can go out there and you can bully people and throw them down on a hard surface, and they can get up and not do anything back to you. Or you get pissed and you just slash them with the stick. As us men can be childs <laughs> or children, and we hit people with a stick when we get angry. Like it's just so much shit that goes on in the game that it's like. I could watch a 0-0 game that goes all the way to a shootout because it's entertaining. There's saves. There's great plays. There's big hits. Like, It's just entertaining. It's a full-on entertainment. Those guys don't get paid very well. I think the highest-paid player – well, I don't know if he's the highest-paid anymore, but it's Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche at like $12.65 million per year. So it's definitely not even close 12. to like 6. what the NBA per year. contracts are. That's like that. a eighth man off a bench contract right. in the NBA. right. And that guy's going to contribute five minutes. Nathan McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon is the second leading scorer in the entire league right now, and is arguably the most dominant player in the league. The dude has earned more than that money, but it's the revenue. You know, then it comes into the whole revenue and how much money right. comes in, and blah 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 blah. But it's like those guys aren't necessarily playing for money. They're playing because they love the game. They want glory. You know, the Stanley Cup is the most coveted trophy in all of sports. It's it's been around what since the late 1800s or mid 1800s like hardest trophy to win and they want their name to you know last forever and be cemented in a legacy you know Melvin Gordon won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs he's not cemented in history his legacy isn't cemented certainly in not anything. in your history. No, no one's history. No one's going to be like oh Melvin Gordon helped the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl champion Melvin. No. Gordon. He didn't do shit. If you win a Stanley Cup, though, you helped your team because you had to play a certain amount of games to be eligible to have your name on the cup. So, like, you I, have to contribute to be, you know, put on the Stanley Cup to be, you know, enshrined forever in greatness. Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, I don't watch a ton of hockey just because, like I said, my big barrier to entry is I just – I didn't grow up playing it. I don't know the rules. I grew up playing basketball and football, so that's what I watch. Um but I, I am, like, thoroughly impressed that they play the same amount of games in a regular season that the NBA does, and it's a much more 
physical and brutal sport. Yeah. Like that that never ceases to amaze me. I'm like like you would think watching that sport, you're like, they probably play like thirty five games. No, no, no. They play 82. fucking 82 games. It's like, that is insane that they're able to do that because that is a very, it's like a football game on the ice. Right. And they do that 82 and, times. And think about this the puck is, I don't know, like a chew can, right? It's kind of the size yeah. of a chew can, yeah. maybe a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker. Yeah. It's solid rubber. Yeah. And they can shoot those at over 100 miles per hour. And Fuck. people are blocking those every night. And then yeah. think of this. NBA players complain about back-to-back, so they'll rest on the second night. Oh, no. The NHL players will go out and block, like, three shots, all 80-plus mile per hour, come back out the next day and play another fucking game and do the same shit. Yeah, dude, those hockey players, I'm not going to lie. Oh. They're different. You had your throat slit open, but they could just put some stitches in and say you're fine. They'll be back out there once those stitches are done (laughs) being put in in the locker room. You know how many players I've seen just get cut in the face and they come back out with the shield on and they play the rest of the game? They don't miss any time. Bro, an NBA player gets stitches. They're out at least a month. Maybe more because they can't wear the the nose thing if they have a broken nose. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon broke his nose the other night, and I think they said he missed like six total minutes of game time. Broke his nose, went to the locker room. Doctors were probably like, I mean, it's going to hurt. And he goes, yeah, I don't care. Went back out and played. <laughs> no other sport. Yeah, maybe, you, maybe football. You football can't argue do the that, toughness. But, yeah, the toughness is out, out, off the charts. But football, also, if you're getting stitches, you probably can't go back out and play because yeah. you're probably getting them on like your arm or your leg, and it's just going to rip open again. Yeah. But it's like the toughness in those sports to go and play back to backs or 82 games. Like it just makes basketball like yeah, you're obsolete to me. Like I'll watch the Nuggets and that's it. <sighs> it's it sucks, man, because. Basketball has always been and still is for me my favorite sport to play. Like I love going to shoot hoops. Me and Taya went and shot hoops and played a little basketball at the park this weekend when it was nice out. And I want yeah, and to Hurricane be able. Sandy came in with those fucking wind guns. It was very just, windy. Although thankfully, everybody. while we were out there, it was only slightly breezy because I was like, if it gets any more windy, it's going to start fucking shoot with the, the shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love playing basketball. I always have, and I I want to love watching it. But really, the only like enjoyment I get out of watching basketball is college ball yeah. just because of the reasons we already discussed. But the NBA, I will say this during the playoffs, the intensity picks up and the effort output by the players definitely increases. Like you can, you can, it's a noticeable difference between the regular season and, and the postseason. As it should be, but at the same time, like, but it's like, I don't want to, that kind of sucks that like a sport that I like to watch 95% pussy, of it I don't want to watch around, yeah, for way around most of the, the first season. round of the Yeah, season. that's like that's yeah. dumb. Like I think the and they're never going to do this because it's a loss of revenue and that's all anyone cares about, but like I think the solution to the problem is make the season like half as long as it is. And then that way every game means more and all of oh, the yeah. players are going to try much harder and all of the games are therefore going to be more exciting and more people are going to want to care to watch. They're never going to do that, but I think that's the would solution. Be smaller. Yeah, I think that's the solution. But you know, like I said, they're never going to do that. So I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where, like, for me, it's NFL football, college football, college basketball, NBA, and then that's pretty much all I watch. And I, I've I've had a lot of people, you included, who have been like, you need to get on to hockey. And I, you don't I even have, have to be I, like a I've, diehard, but and it's hard to watch the Avs, of course, because their ownership and fucking Comcast. You know, have to have this. Oh, is that is that still a thing? We still where it's can't like, watch. It's like altitude a, still can't fucking... be broadcast on anything. You can watch it on like Dish 
or no, DirecTV and Fubo. And that's it. You can't it's been going on since Same thing with the Nuggets still, like right? 2019, like 2019, yeah, the, cuz they're the same with altitude yeah. and the Rapids. So you can't watch three professional sports teams. Oh, also, speaking of this, I think AT&T SportsNet, which was the host of the Rockies, is now also gone. Like gone gone. Altitude still exists. They just didn't sign a contract to air their games out for the public here in Colorado. Everyone else can watch it, but you can't watch it in Colorado. So don't most of the Rockies games, aren't they on altitude as well? No, they're on AT&T Sportsnet. Oh, they're AT&T and now AT&T Sportsnet. AT&T Sportsnet, I believe, is completely gone. So what does that mean for this upcoming Rockies season? I think season? to watch the Rockies now, you have to buy like the MLB Game Pass. Oh, my God. For Maybe maybe you can buy like just a team-specific Game Pass, but I'm like, you think I'm going to spend money on a team that won 59 games? Think about this. They won 59 <laughs> games out of 162. Horrible. They're they're like three and one or three and two right now in in um, spring training. I'm like, guys, you've you've won a twentieth of the games that you've <laughs> won all of last year, and you've played five. I don't know, man. That's that's another frustrating thing. The whole the TV network deal stuff. Because here's another thing that's gonna listen. If you want to watch the Nuggets or the Avs or the Rockies, so let's let's pick the Rockies and the Nuggets. Two well, Nuggets and Avs are the exact same. Yeah. Two um, sports that I feel like just this is just like my own anecdotal experience that are losing popularity based pro baseball and pro basketball, yep. comparatively speaking to like, in, well, like the NFL and hockey and NHL. And if you are not, if you're gonna have so much of this like contract dispute fuckery that the people who live in the state in which those teams play now have this even further hurdle to try and watch those games. What what sort of incentive do you think those fans are going to have to like sign up for yet another streaming service or, or another fucking an thing or service. switch a service just to watch this inferior product that you're putting out? Right. No one's going to do that. Well, so that's not doing anything to help right. their struggling viewership numbers when it's like, Hey, if I live in Denver, Colorado, I can't find a Nuggets game unless I sign up for some fucking bullshit streaming service. Right. All because Altitude and whoever Comcast else is and Comcast is all fighting. Right. Like this is ridiculous. All I'm not going to watch. So then there you go. Now you have a fan like me who like in the past, if it was just included with whatever cable streaming right. thing, you I just had, throw Altitude. I would just on throw Altitude on, on and watch background. a game on yeah. a Tuesday or Wednesday night or whatever. I'm not doing that now. If I had to sign up for you fucking you, Fubo, you I'm not doing it. Yeah, you can't. You'd have to pay. I think Fubo is like 86 bucks a month. Yeah, and of course you get a bunch of channels with it. This is no attack on Fubo. Right. This is an attack on the Cronky management team, the ownership of the Avalanche Nuggets and um, Rapids, as well as I think it's also. An issue if if I'm the NHL commissioner, which he's useless, and you know Adam Silver's kind of useless with the NBA. Most I mean, of he, them, he, most of those commissioners are pretty fucking. Useless. But like if if I'm a commissioner of a league, I'm going guys, you got to get your product out there. Think about this: 2022 Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, zero games broadcast on Comcast, which you could argue is the biggest cable provider in the country. Yeah. Next year after that, Nuggets win NBA championship. Mm-hmm. First ever in in Nuggets history, but that you can't you can't watch a regular season game. Last yep. four years you can't watch it. And now if you're someone resourceful like me, there's other means to watch the game, yeah. which costs zero dollars. Yeah. So now they're losing money when I could just be watching it on my own service and mm-hmm. paying the twelve dollar yearly fee for the yep. sports package. But instead, 
I'm watching on a different service, which you make no money on. Yep. So it's a big go fuck you to the ownership group being like, you guys can't just come to an agreement with a cable provider to just host your channel and allow the people in your area to watch it. My brother can watch the games when he's down in Houston. Which is because he's on they 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 put him on ESPN Plus, but I go to ESPN so Plus backwards and it's blacked out. And it's like it's like I live in Denver. Right. Why why can't I watch the fucking if, avalanche? If you're or in the, the Denver market, which means New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, some of Nebraska, some of Kansas, I think a part of Oklahoma and Texas, you can't watch any of them. It's so stupid, dude. And it's like I mean, yeah, you're losing out on money, but us as fans, we lose out on more because I didn't get to see the games that let. I mean, I got to see them because, like I said, I'm resourceful. But some yeah, but fans are like, "How do you get? How do I get you to watch hockey with me?" I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Zach, yeah. you want to watch the Penguins take on the Kraken?" And you're like, "Dude, I know no one." And I'm like, "Right, yeah. I know them, but like, it would be easier for me to be like, "Hey, Zach, come watch the Avs game, and I can like yeah. talk you through what's going." on. And at least on. I can attach myself to the home team right. and start learning those players. And yeah. right, and I can be like, "This is what's going on. Like, this is easier." And then you could be like, "Hey, dude, I kind of want to go watch a hockey game because the hockey atmosphere, yeah, you're kind of sitting there like going, and then all of a sudden it's like." A goal happens. It's like, oh shit, and everyone's going crazy. I will say this: the Avs games live are really fun. I've yeah, been to oh, a yeah. handful. They're really fun. It it's just a great atmosphere, and it's dude. The people there are crazy. They're like, I don't know what is with hockey fans, but <laughs> hockey fans are just a different breed of people. Oh yeah, well their players are a different breed. Like the people who play yeah. hockey are also out of their fucking minds too. So. But but yeah, it just gets annoying. It's like you guys are losing money, but you think that like you know, your pride or whatever you want to say is bigger than making money and making your fan base happy. Well, and think about how many people, you said this has been going on for four years, this whole dispute. I believe four, if not more years. How many people have been pirating those games and watching them for free in the last four years? It's like, you guys want to talk about missed revenue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we doing here? Like, you're just going to just accept the fact that, like, everyone's either going to be like, either I'm not watching or I'm going to watch, but I'm going to watch for free just by pirating it. Like, right, I'm going to watch for free where you're going to lose money because yeah. I'm someone else is stealing it from you and I'm watching what someone else is stealing. Yeah. Like, Sucks well, to be you guys, I guess. Figure it out. I don't know. That's just fucking absurd to me. But, but So, like, I don't watch Nuggets games. I mean, I watch the final, the playoffs because, yeah. you know. I also think the Nuggets are, like, one of those teams that I don't feel is, like, as floppy as most other teams. But, what, do you, what do you mean? Dude. I can't watch LeBron and the Lakers. It's the most pathetic. Oh, not thing. as floppy as in like as in players like, aren't flopping right. as much. Okay. Because they don't get any calls. Like Jokic can be like bleeding out of every part that is exposed of skin and the refs are like, it was clean. And I'm like, dude, he just like Anaconda chokes, slammed him on the floor and you're saying it was clean. And the ref's like, oh, ball. And I'm like, he didn't even have the ball. Well, that's a whole other thing that we have harped on a lot on this yeah. podcast. Is yeah, we don't even make this all about basketball. The way that the NBA is refed is also not doing it any favors because it's just you, you turn you tune in to watch it. What I was going to say earlier, actually, you know what I wish I could do? I wish I could time travel back and if watch. I could turn back time. <laughs> watch, uh, like, be my age now and go back and watch NBA from like the eighties and nineties. That to me would be way more fucking exciting than watching the basketball that we have today. I mean, you could argue we have more skilled players on average today, like more talent. But they but wouldn't be able to. Dennis Rodman would eat every single. They one actually of them played alive. defense back in the day, and it seemed like the games meant more, and people tried harder based on what I've seen. Well, and it was actually physical. They people weren't flopping around all the time. So and I know we sound like fucking get off my lawn old men when we talk about this, but it's like I think a lot of people would agree with that. Dude, it's so like 
I could watch soccer. Like I could watch the World Cup. Like I'll watch. I'll watch, I'll throw some Premier League games on or Champions League games on, just because the atmosphere itself for zero zero game going in the hundred ninetieth thousandth minute. The, the fans are still going crazy. Yeah, the it's atmosphere, like, I'm not going to lie, uh, in soccer. Cool. Like, I really want to go real over serious. to Europe and just go to a, yeah. a, a football game. Just don't get just stabbed or anything. So I can be like, okay, who 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 am I sitting with? They're like, you're sitting with this team supporters. I'm like, that's the team I'm fucking cheering yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, be there. Like, I'm going to sit there and have no clue. I mean, I know what soccer is. Like, soccer's not that hard to fucking figure out. But like, I'm going to sit there and be like, guys, it's been... It's been 80 minutes and there's been like three shots. I also, do you ever boring. get the impression when you turn on an, a soccer game and watch on TV that like the field is like the size of a continent? You're like, oh, why yeah. is the field so big? They like kick the ball <laughs> and it's just like going. It's like to be continued. And then yeah, like the nine minutes later it lands and you're like. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Someone's got to run did it like cross? a fucking marathon to get all the way over into the corner to go retrieve it. And you're like, this is. Maybe he shrink the field a little Me- bit. Meanwhile, his insane. eight other teammates that aren't by the ball are just walking. Yeah. And you're like, why are you guys walking? And then the <laughs> ball goes over to them, and he stops and stands there and is just like, I'll wait for it to come back to me. I'm like, maybe all 11 of you should be like forced into a pocket. Or like yeah. with hockey, I've always been this big advocate. Just Let's just take off sides out. Okay. But let them cherry pick. Yeah. Let a let a soccer player just try and get a free run. It would make the game a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I, that's I understand one thing the rule, with, but isn't offsides in soccer and hockey essentially the same thing? Well, so hockey's different. There's zones, right? There's okay. Because I've never. That's one thing that's always fucked me up with both right. of those. Is I'm like, I don't get what the offsides is. So about. soccer offsides is if a, the player like makes a run and is behind the defense before the player with the ball kicks the ball. Soccer's different. Huh. So if they get behind the last defender, that's offsides. If the ball hasn't been played to them. If the ball's in the air, they can be there. They don't have to follow the ball. Okay. It, it, ha- it has to do with getting to behind the last the defender? The last defender, yeah. Okay. So there's like plays where the defenders will all step up if the ball hasn't been played yet, causing it to be offsides. So that guy can't play the ball. Okay. So if he doesn't play the ball and someone that was on sides goes and plays the ball, I don't think it becomes offsides. But I'm not 100% because, like I said, that's yeah. one where I'm like, ah, that doesn't make sense. It looks onside to me. Yeah. Hockey's clear cut. If you're in the zone and the puck is outside of the blue line in your attacking zone, that's offsides. You have to touch up, which means you have to get to the blue line. So your, your teammate could dump the puck into the zone while you're still in there, but you have to get back to the blue line. You know, hit the blue line with your skate, and then you can go back towards playing the puck. Otherwise, it's a delayed offsides. Ref will usually blow the whistle, face off out of the zone. Hmm. So hockey's pretty easy to understand. It's kind of hard to explain without like showing. I, was saying, I need a visual because I'm not following. That but it's at all, like but. if you enter the blues right, if you've watched hockey where there's the blue line on each side, uh-huh. and that inside of that where each goal is is an attacking zone for one team. Right, wherever your goalie is, not your attacking zone. Unless you're playing peewee, and then you just score on whatever goal you want, and everyone's like, "Woo!" Everyone's just happy to be there. So if if you enter the zone before the puck does, it's going to be offsides. Okay. So you have to let the puck be in front of you. So you could drag your skate. Like if if I had my toe touching the blue line, and the puck just crosses, as long as I'm touching the blue line when the puck fully enters the zone on an entry, then it's onside. Hmm. If I cross. If I drag my foot off the blue line and the puck's on the blue line but not fully in, that's offsides on an entry. Now, if the puck's already in the zone, it can go all the way onto the blue line to where there's the smallest microscopic part of the puck touching the blue line going out of the zone, and it's still onside. 
Okay. So it's easy if I were to like, take your word for it. Right. It's easy to like show and like, but explaining people are like, yeah, yeah, there's a line and then, okay, now I'm lost. But, but yeah, it's easy, but it'd just be a lot funner if there was no offsides. Okay. I was going to say, you, that's, had, a, that's you, you the, had a point there that the I distracted point. you from. Okay. Soccer and hockey would be much more high scoring if there was I no agree. offsides. Yeah. But I get, I get the purpose of the rule. Which is why I think it's hard for like, especially for soccer because that's a predominantly like non-American sport. It's hard for Although Americans. It's growing. Yeah, it's hard for Americans to watch it and get into it because it seems so restrictive for the scoring. We're like, we watch it and we go, why don't you just take out offsides so that we can score more? Like, right. we want to see offense, you know? Or why don't we add like fights? Yeah, yeah, we want some excitement. <laughs> like we are barbarians. Yeah, here. let's see some blood. And they're like, yeah, no, he. He slid, didn't make contact. He cried, got carried off, and now he's running again. <laughs> and everyone's cheering. And I'm like, eh, okay. Dude, I wanted to talk about real quick. This might be boring for anyone who's not in Colorado. But um, the Colorado State Basketball um, High School Basketball Tournament is going on right now. And so I don't know if you knew this, by the way, but the um, Thunder Ridge High School, where you and I both graduated from, is now – technically considered 6a i didn't realize that 6a it's a new had basketball been, yeah so is that just for basketball i think it I is guess? i don't really understand i was trying to do some googling and figure out what dictates whether you're 6a versus 5a or 4a I think it's enrollment do with, like numbers. enrollment yeah but then like i don't get how one sport could be 5a and one sport could be 6a i'm not really following i that, think it's like, like per sport so like okay thunder ridge used to be 5a in every sport but football yeah, and way then, back in the day. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. And then our freshman year was the first year that they moved up to 5A. Oh, really? It was yeah. that recently? Yeah. Oh. So well, our, our freshman year there, it was... Fuck, but. Shit, dude, yeah, we're fucking <laughs> turning to dust. Um, so we moved up to 5A, but it was just... We could have been 5A the whole time, but because we were already in 4A, they chose to stay in 4A for football. We got, like, grandfathered in right. or something? And then they okay. moved it up to 5A. They were like, well... Um, Vista, Rock Canyon. Like, Rock Canyon we used to be 3A, I think, at one point when it was still a, a newer school. Hmm. And now they moved up to 4A, and now I think they're 5A. Um, Ponderosa used to be 5A, but then went down to 4A. Like, it's just enrollment. And then, yeah, uh, probably whoever gets paid the most to, like, move you in a division. Yeah. It, that, anyway, that whole thing seemed interesting. So the bracket that they're playing in, it seems like to me, is a mix of 5A and 6A schools. I guess I don't really know, but because um, also I'm I'm navigating around Chassa's website. That's who tracks all of this. It's like the local Colorado mm. high school sports trust them. thing, and it's like they don't really have it. It's not very clear on their website because like sometimes you'll click on to go find Thunder Ridge's league. You have to click on a five A slash six A tab, but in the playoffs you have to go to the six A bracket. Right. And I'm like, so are they? Are all of these teams 6A or some? I don't know. Anyway, fucking regardless. Um, so get to the point. To get to the point, um, I went back uh, and watched a game at Thunderidge in that gym for the first time, I think, since we graduated. Um, they played last Wednesday night. They played um, Fort Collins in the opening round of the playoffs, and they won 79-44. to They were very clearly the better team in that game. And also, I've never seen a team – in Fort Collins that like didn't want to rebound or play defense more than that team. Like it was very odd. They just like on offense, they would have one guy shoot and everyone just took off running. Like no one even attempted transition defense. And then like on offense or when I'm sorry, when they were on defense, 
Thunder Ridge would have like a simple like pick and roll, and some guy would cut, and like no one would even try to play defense. It'd just Transition be like offense. pass, easy layup, done. No one's even attempting. No help side defense. No attempt at a defensive rebound. Nothing. I was like, okay, I guess you guys just really don't want to win this game. All the players are like, guys, let's just end their fucking season and. <laughs> So they won that game, advanced. That was the round of 32. They advanced to um, the Sweet 16 game, which was on Saturday this past weekend, and we went and watched that as well, and they beat – so Thunder Ridge is the four seed in the bracket, and they beat number 13 seed Cherry Creek 51-47. to That was a much more exciting game, and I was talking to you about it a little bit before we started recording. Um, I, I really thought Thunder Ridge was clearly the better team, but Creek – they like Thunder Ridge just kind of let Creek hang around for a lot of that game, and Creek made it very close at the end. Thunder Ridge got fouled a couple times, made some free throws, ended up sealing the deal. So, um, but it got kind of chippy there at the end. So they are now in the Great Eight. They don't call it the Great Eight or the Elite Eight in high school, I guess, at least here in Colorado. Um, and they're playing this upcoming Thursday, the 29th, against Rock Canyon, who is the five seed. So was we'll also see. a local rival to yes. So for those of you that don't know, the area we grew up in is I wouldn't necessarily call it small, but it's a pretty compact area where there's what four five A high schools. So four of the largest classification high schools all within like three miles of each other. Yeah, I was gonna say I think we're in the Continental League. I could list you the Continental League, um, right? But I'm just teams. talking about like Thunder Ridge Vista, like Thunder Vista, Thunder Ridge and Vista is the two biggest rivals against each other because you. From Vista, you can see Thunder Ridge and vice versa, and it literally just – I think there's three stoplights between the two schools, and two of them are at the schools. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we all grew up playing sports together, so when we I say we hate each other, it's just you play for the school, but afterwards you're like, yeah, we're, we're buddies. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, and then Rock Canyon is literally like three stoplights down the other street, and Hines Ranch is a few stoplights further away, but – we're all close and we all grew up playing against each other. So the rivalries were great. Yeah. So um, I, I found it. This is why I was talking about it's kind of confusing because Thunder Ridge is, it, for boys basketball, it's the 6A slash 5A Continental League. So it's like, all right, I guess some of these teams are 5A. So the schools in our league are Chaparral, Mountain Vista, Rock Canyon. Regis Jesuit, Ponderosa, Douglas County, Legend, Highlands Ranch, Castleview, and Heritage. So those are the schools that Matt and I grew up playing in football, in basketball. Um, and actually, this year, um, Chaparral, Vista, Rock Canyon, and Thunder Ridge are all really good in basketball, and they're all in the tournament this you year. You know what's so. crazy is, like, our area has always been, like, really good at sports. Like, Vista always used to be really good at baseball. Rock Canyon was really good at baseball. Um, Thunder Ridge has always been really good at basketball. We were really, we were. Mm -hmm. I would say we were really good at football. We just could never get like. Yeah, we were always a playoff hurdle, team. We just right? it, we struggled to get all the way to the championship. Like I tell people, I'm like, if we were on the other side, like for our senior year in football, if we were on the other side of the bracket to where we wouldn't, we didn't have to play Ranch, which we shouldn't have played them in the second round anyways. So if we got moved, I think we should have been the sixth seed. I think we were seventh and they were eighth. If we got the sixth seed, which we should have been, we would have been on the complete opposite side of the bracket. I think we make it to the state championship game. I'm not even shitting you not. The the other side of the bracket looks so weak compared to our side because if we would have beat them, we would have went and played the eventual state champions in Columbine. Oh, Columbine won that year? Yeah, and we would, we would have played them in the final four or whatever to go yeah. to state. And I'm like, if we would have been on the other side of the bracket, I think we would have played like Lakewood. Oh, yeah. And I think we probably would have won. So it's like – yeah. 
Would you, you, that makes a difference. Seating just screws you over. Yep. And it's – but it's like we were so close. Like um, our freshman year was like the Tim Jenkins year with like uh-huh. Chris Nwoke. We we could have easily gone and, you know I, – I argue that we could have won state, but it's like we lost to Douglas County on just boneheaded mistakes. And then our sophomore year we go and play at Mullen, who's just a juggernaut Mullen, yep. of a college football team. I remember that one. And – yeah, it was just, and then our junior year, it's like we forgot how to fucking play football at Thunder Ridge, and then, <laughs> and then senior year we kind of senior made a year we were good, back. and then your the whole time your brother was there was they were good, and then they as really soon good, as your brother's yeah. class left, it was just like awful. Yeah, um, well, it was interesting. I bring this up just to say that it was like fun going back and watching a Thunder Ridge home game and a, and a playoff game at that for the first time in like well over a decade for me personally. And I was looking at – I had totally forgot. I talked to Coach Joe Ortiz, who's the mm-hmm. head basketball coach at – Still. A football – still. for He's been there for like 20-plus years. I don't even know how I long. I think he's been there since the school opened in 91. Like, I really think he's been there. Yeah. Um, I talked to him on the sidelines of one of the football games last year, and he casually mentioned that they went back-to-back. He was so, mm-hmm. like, humble about it. He was like – yeah, he's like, I've been, I was like, how have things been? I was like, I haven't been really paying much attention or anything. And he's like, yeah, well, we were really fortunate. You know, we went back to back last couple of years. And I was like, you went back to back? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Congratulations. Like, and then so I was, I was looking back at the history of it because I was like, I know he had won a couple of titles earlier. And if you look, so we had Thunder Ridge had a lot of success in the early 2000s. So like, football won three state titles in like 01, 03, and 04 or something like that. Yeah. It almost mirrors the New England Patriots, like when yeah. the years that they won. Um, and then basketball was the same way. They won like two titles right around there. It was like 03, 05 or something well, like the, that. And the girls were really good. They and, won yeah. – I think it was I think it was the 04 year. I think they won football, women, girls basketball, and boys basketball, all That's pretty state dope. champions. Um, and then there was this long gap. And in football, we have not won a state title since 2004, I think. Yeah. We, it's, that's been it. And that was back when we were 4A. But basketball – in 2021 and 2022, they won the boys basketball well, and, state and championship. And girls won a couple years before, I think. Yeah, I think and, they've won multiple. And so I was looking back at it, and I was like, because I was like, I was trying to figure out. They also had a, a little sign hanging up. Ortiz has had over 500 wins. Yeah, I think he's the most in Colorado basketball history. I wouldn't surprise I me. It's really impressive. Don't I quote mean, me on it, but I'm pretty sure my dad had a Denver Post yeah. article that they had like. I mean, he's about been it. coaching for well over 20 years and having a shit ton of success. So he's won four titles. And I think they have lost in the state title game four other times. So he's been one win away from having eight state championships. Do you remember going to the game when we lost in the state championship? It was Dave Arnold's senior year, I think. Well, so I was on the team the year that Dave Arnold was still there, and I think it was that was our freshman year. We lost to Regis in the final four in overtime. Was that the one where the guys there was the half court court shot they made? Regis made a shot. So that's the one I'm thinking about. Send it into overtime. Yeah, Yeah. and I was I was a freshman on the varsity team that year, and that was that was Dave Arnold's senior year. Senior year. Yeah, and yeah, that was a that was the final four, and we lost to Regis in overtime, and the final four was devastating. So I mean, he's been he's I'm sure he's been in the final four a whole bunch of other times too. So like. Ortiz has had a shit ton of success as the Dude, head that coach whole school at for basketball has had yeah huge success yeah it's been awesome also I'm fucking salty they took down my pictures in the athletic hallway it's fucked up 
probably got way too busy in there. I had uh, well, what's fucked up is like they have several other people from our years, like mm. our football well, were you team all state? in our years. I was not all state, but I was all league or all all conference or whatever it was, and they have those pictures up still. Oh. So I'm like, it's not like you guys carved those off and just left the all state ones up. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I'm pretty sure They're I was like, up there he's for expendable. like. I think I was up there junior and senior year for football, and then maybe I made it for track when I was a senior or something. I was up there like two or three times, and they took all of them down. I was like, this is fucked. <laughs> but uh, And they also took Brandon's picture down. I was Snapchatting nah, fuck a you, bunch Brandon. of people from the, from, the, from the game. I was in the hallway just Snapchatting pictures of people I knew. And uh, Dom is up there a whole bunch. Dom was a fucking Dude, Dom beast was in a track. Beast She's up there for all state like, several times. Yeah. Um, but I I was Snapchatting Brandon. I was like, here's your boo. And he's like, dude, I, I had a fucking all-state picture up there for track, and they took it down. I'm like, yeah, I don't see you up here anywhere. This so is your shit. It doesn't seem to me like there's any rhyme or reason which pictures they took down versus which ones they left up. Because like, like I said, it's not like they took all the all-conference ones down and just left all-state. And it's not like they took they certain years to down. Well, where'd they move us to, man? The dumpster. I need to know. Yeah, probably the fucking dumpster. <laughs> they just threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> they just were going there like, yeah, this guy. Hey, like, this guy. I'm like, it's not like it's a year's thing. They A, they have space at the end of the hallway of shelves up that are blank. There's nothing in there. So I'm like, do you have space? And you're also not, there's not like a year cutoff because there's stuff going back to like 1999. Matt so Bolden's like, probably still up there. Abby yeah, Wainer's Abby probably Wainer's still up, still up well, there. Well, she also did win the McDonald's I was gonna player say, she of the was year like Gatorade the best player of the year. High school player in the country. Right. Her and Bolden both. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was that was my little tidbit about some high school nostalgia. It was fun to go back and see them. You so know, I'm rooting for Thunder. It's hopefully they win well, their – I hope you wouldn't root for another school. Um, hopefully they win their grade eight game against Rock Canyon on Thursday. I don't know. I might take off the morning from work and go down to the Coliseum. Once. Yeah, I'll be working. <laughs> that's a far drive to watch it is kind of a far high drive. school basketball yeah. but I, the, I will know no one there i'll sit there and be like mm. yeah well that was the cool thing is we did see some people we knew and stuff so we got to catch up and stuff that's i don't know it's kind of fun well in other news um so i just finished house of the dragon dude again i'm so um, we are on the same wavelength because i was going to bring up game of thrones so, because taya and i are on our at least it's, i think it's my third rewatch that's it. And it's her second, I think, and we are one episode away from being done with season five. <laughs> and we only started like two weeks ago. So we're fucking flying through it, dude. So Friday night. <clears throat> so let's. I'm ready for some Thrones talk. Let's no, no one wanted to hang out with me because I my friends just hate me apparently. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start House of the Dragon because I saw okay. that House of the Dragon season two is mm -hmm. confirmed for quarter two of this year. That's what I've heard. It's, now yeah. I heard summer is what I heard. Right, you never know what these fucking studios are like. Yeah. Q two of twenty twenty four, and then like twenty twenty nine comes around. They're like, here it yeah. is, and you're like, <laughs> reshoots. You know, great. Like, okay, thanks guys. Like I have nine kids now. <laughs> like I used to be single without these kids, and now I have nine, yeah. and I'm not gonna be able to watch it. But so I saw that, and I was like, I haven't. That's I haven't rewatched it yet. I yeah. haven't rewatched House of the Dragon since the original. Like my, like you know, when they were coming out weekly, right. I'm just going to give it a rewatch. I started on Friday night and I finished last night laying in bed. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's only 10 episodes, so yeah, it that's doesn't, true. It's, it's not as season. bad. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I got, I was supposed to go to my parents for dinner last night. They ended up um, leaving early to go on a trip. So I got home from golf and I'm like, seven o'clock. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm just going to sit on the couch. Well, four episodes later, I'm like, okay, I have one episode left. I might as well just finish <laughs> it. So I finished it last night and I go, Oh my god! I forgot how good this fucking show was. 
Again, I really enjoyed it. You can't it. compare it to yeah to Game of Thrones, but as it's standalone to help tell a story going into Game of Thrones, I was like, this is so fucking good. And then the very ending scene, though, um, when she turns around from the fireplace and she's like crying, and the last thing she does is just like look straight into the camera. I was like, Rhaenyra, yeah, mm, we got a fucking war. Let's go, coming. baby. Woo! <laughs> and then I was like. As I like turn the TV off at like eleven forty five, I was like, "Do I start Game of Thrones again?" <laughs> As I'm like rolling in bed, and I'm like, "It has been like a month, two months, a month." Like, you know. <laughs> so I'm really glad you brought this up because it's actually very perfect timing too. Because the episode that we watched today was season five, episode nine, and this is obviously spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. For if you okay, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, come on. So skip forward a few minutes if you don't want to hear this. But um, the episode that we watched, um, it's the episode where Stannis ends up burning Shireen, his mm-hmm. daughter, on Melisandre's recommendation because she's got King's blood because they're stuck, you know, getting snowed in. Right. And they're trying on their way to, down from Castle They're trying Black to march to... towards Winterfell, yeah. So, um, which is just fucking devastating. Like, Shireen is just the cutest Dude, and did not deserve that. That was the biggest, like... Most fucked up shit ever. Yeah. So, Out anyway, of everything that happened in that show... Horrible. Her death was the one that I was like, we could have just not had that one been in here. And or everyone's just standing around watching. Screaming, just like, watching these parents burn their child alive. Like, uh, like so, Joffrey's death as a kid, I was like, yeah, fuck that little <laughs> cocksucker. But then her death, I was like, she literally did nothing. She's so innocent. She's so innocent. Nothing. So anyway, but right before that happens, Stannis comes in and, and she, he's like, what are you reading? She's like, I'm reading The Dance of the Dragons. And she's talking to him. He's like, well, what's that? And, he, and she's talking to him about, well, it's uh, a, an infighting civil war amongst the Targaryens. It's Rhaenyra Targaryen and Aegon Targaryen. And, and I was like, it got me thinking about House... Because I, I like said to Ty, I was like, she's talking about what's happening in House of the Dragon. Right. Like that, what she's mentioning she's right there... She's reading the beginning parts of the war. ...is the plots of House of the Dragon, the show. Um, so I think when we're done with our rewatch through of Game of Thrones, we're going to do the same thing with House of the Dragon. Like, probably... We, we might wait until like right before Season 2 drops. I'm, I'll probably rewatch like a, it again before yeah. Season 2 drops, but I, I was just so, so hyped when I saw it. I like, we, were, um, we were talking to someone the other day and they have they had seen House of the Dragon, but not Game of Thrones, and it was like I think it might have been Brandon Chase and his wife Darby, and and we were trying to explain to her because she's like, "Do you think I'll like Game of Thrones? I've only ever seen House of the Dragon. Did you like House of the Dragons? And oh, I was really and, good about and I was like, okay, well. it's on one hand, it's weird that she saw it in that order. It would be like watching The Hobbit before Lord of the Rings. You know, like it means more watching The Hobbit after you've already seen Lord of the Rings. Right. But I get that you could Speaking watch of it. The like Hobbit, I just finished all three order. of those two. <laughs> You're a fucking animal. But she was trying to, she was like, would I like Game of Thrones? And we were all like, absolutely yes, watch the show. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. But we all said there is a very clear distinction between the first season of House of the Dragon and the first season of Game of Thrones. Yes. Like, you have to understand the first season of Game of Thrones is kind of slow if you're not used to that type of storytelling and that type of world building and stuff. But the way Game of Thrones builds is so fucking epic. And, like, House of the Dragon, you got to understand there's so much action and so much cool dragon shots and all of that in the first season because... Game of Thrones was already so successful that now HBO just has 
baller money right. to spend well, on House of the Dragon. You also have to think, too, with that success came, okay, we don't have to slow build storylines right. because the storylines that people aren't they've already been this kind world of right and, they've yeah. already been kind of told some of the storylines yeah. they know house targaryen house yeah. stark they know Lannister, what king's landing is right. and all this we, stuff we yeah. don't have to build up winterfell as this you know right we can just be like yeah this is the stark that was there 160 years ago yep. and go through all of that and it's so yeah they could just jump right in and be like this is the story of Oh, dude, so fun. So I'm, I'm, we're balls deep right now, dude. Like we are in it, and like, like I said, we only just started rewatching it maybe two, maybe three weeks ago, and we're so the reason we started is because we like to throw on something while we're eating dinner, and we mm-hmm. we really struggle to find shows that both of us like. Like most of the time, she's not interested at all in what I want to watch, and the same vice versa. But we've both watched Game of Thrones together before, and we both love it. So I'm like, let's just restart it. Like she's been talking about it for a while. So we haven't good. watched any of it since the season eight aired in two, 2019. So it's like we haven't watched it in a long time. So I was like, we're due for a rewatch. So we started it, and it's just like it's so, it's like so hard to watch just one or just two episodes because you're like, oh fuck, we got to keep going. Like next episode is this, and like last night we watched. You get to the uh, season end, and you're like, okay. I can take a break yeah. because I'm not like left on you know I they left me hanging but like it's not but there's always a nice bookend at right. the end of each season where you're like okay I can pause and you know like I know where I'm gonna come into the at first the next season. episode of the next season is usually not gonna be something too fucking crazy right. like there's gonna be a We're little bit more set building up the and, and set up and stuff but so the the episode we watched last night was Hard Home where they at like season five episode eight where they go to hard home and john's trying to rescue all the wildlings and bring them back and then the fucking white walkers show up and what a fucking so you know what it's funny i was telling taya the first episode of game of thrones that i ever saw was hard home (laughs) i literally i went down to uh santa fe new mexico i was going to do an internship there between my junior and senior year of college and i was staying with my uncle and my cousins and or my cousin and i show up and her and her husband were watching game of thrones and this is in the middle of season five premiering and i get there on like a sunday and i was gonna go to work like the following monday or whatever and they're like after dinner they're like hey game of thrones is coming on do you want to watch with us and i was like sure i've I've heard it's good never watched it i was like i'll tune in and it's fucking hard home is the episode (laughs) that i watched and i was like what is this show? This is so fucking cool. And they were all like, you need to watch this. And yeah. so that from then on out, I was like, all right, Game of Thrones is like must-see TV. See, I'm the same way. That's why I've watched it so many times, though, is because I can put it on and I can watch. And now that I've seen it, however many times I've seen it, like once. Um, sure. Every other month, you know, once every other <laughs> month. Um, I can put it on in the background and I know what's going on, but I still pick up on like subtle cues or things that I didn't see the previous 12 times or whatever I've watched it. And then it just, you get so invested into it that it's like, okay, one more episode, one more episode. You're Dude, like, it's four 30 in the morning. I'll just stay up and go to work and I'll just, I can get like four more episodes in then. <laughs> and then you're like finishing. Like, I, I think that, and we've done our like episode on our, our, our TV, TV show bracket, like our favorite TV shows of all time. I will I will still say to this day, and I actually just rewatched this the other day, is the first season of True Detective. The first season of True Detective is my favorite single season of TV ever. My favorite show as a whole is Game of Thrones. And it is, I don't care, like you can say what you want about the ending. The ending did, it was a failure. It was not what everyone wanted. But, but it doesn't take away from how fucking great that show right. was for so long. 
in my opinion. I know a lot of people are like, the ending totally soured them on it, and they're like, fuck this, I'm never watching it again. I'm like, that's a mistake. It's so good it, I mean, for so long. I had someone tell me that before, and I'm like, throw out season eight then. Right. I'm like, when you watch it again, just watch one through seven, even though seven can be a little like iffy at some parts, but I'm like, just watch one through seven, and you don't have to watch eight. Yeah. You literally don't. Like, eight really... I mean, there's a few episodes. He's like, okay, I was. I needed to know what happened. Like they wrapped up some loose ends, some weird ways. But I'm like, just don't watch eight, right? Because you can literally watch. You can watch one through five and be like, well, this is great. But you, let's be real. You got to watch Battle of the Bastards. That's the best episode there is. Fucking Battle of the so Bastards. My watch at least episode. through Battle of the Bastards, and then yeah. you can just give up. But it's like so. One thing too that I pointed out, and this is why I get. Now that I'm rewatching the show, I'm getting like mad all over again. And I know all of the internet is mad at George R. R. Martin because I just like write the fucking book. But now that I'm rewatching the show again, I'm like joining back in and I'm like, write the fucking book, George. Like, Jesus. So the episode that we just finished watching, it ends with uh, Daenerys in Marine in the fighting pit and they yep. get jumped by all the Sons of the Harpy or whatever. And like mm-hmm. Jorah. And Dario Naharis are like fighting off all these guys, and it looks like they're gonna fucking die. And then Drogon swoops down; he's lighting people on fire, getting hit with spears and shit. And then she climbs on top of him and flies off. I was like, the episode ended, and I, I turned to Taya, and I was like, that right there is where Daenerys's plot line is left in the books. That's the last we see of Daenerys Targaryen in the books. Like, how crazy is that to think about all the shit she goes through in the show after that? None of that has been written to, to by just George disappear. in the books. It's just a, a fucking cliffhanger in in book five. He has book five came out in two thousand and eleven. That's when the show premiered for episode one, and he and here we are. It's twenty twenty four. No fucking sixth book. George, come on! I implore you. The internet implores you. We need the ending to this story. And that's only book six. It's supposed to be seven fucking books. <laughs> So I, I gave yeah. the comparison today to Taya. I was like, someone I read this online like a couple years ago, but someone made the comparison. They're like, the the equivalent of this would be like if J.K. Rowling had written all the way through Order of the Phoenix and then and never wrote Half Blood Prince or Deathly Hallows. Like, imagine how pissed the Harry Potter fandom would be. Yeah, so Sirius Black died, the and then uh, Harry, and then went back to school. And you're like. And like, what that's about it. We Voldemort? Because yeah. he's back. They're like, what, 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 what more do you want? Like, think like, about the Harry know. Potter story with no Half Blood Prince and no Deathly Hallows. Oh, if it was just open ended, it was just like the end kick of right in the groin. Just, just that sucks. It sucks. And it's like, on one hand, you're like, I feel kind of bad for him because he's got all of this pressure. But then on the other hand, it's like, dude, this is your job. Like you right, write you books started for a living, this shit, and you started this shit, and you've also had. 13 years now like and i think the frustrating thing is like there's all these this stuff you can look up online of like quote-unquote updates he's given over the years about like oh i've written fucking 50 percent of it or i've written 800 pages or whatever should be out in another year should be out in another two years and it's like from 2015 and you're like here we are fucking almost 10 years later still no book so it's like it's just a joke now at this point that people are like, it's never going to come out. Like, Imagine he's just he never- published the book and just hasn't told anyone. I think the frustrating part is no one knows how much he's actually written. Like, and I, I he's think he got five lines done, <laughs> right? Like, is it is it like two pages? I think what it actually is, and a lot of people's theory is that 
he was like had written most of, if not all of, book six and was maybe working on book seven. And then the ending of the show happened and people got so fucking mad with how it ended. And maybe that's kind of where he was going to end it, that he was like, fuck, maybe I need to do something different. And now he's had to like scrap a bunch of ideas and start over. And maybe that's why it's taken so long. I don't know. There's a lot of theories floating around. I think it's just there's a it's a very complex story. There's a lot of characters and a lot of plot lines. And a lot of loose stories and a lot of loose ends. And he's got two books left to supposedly finish it up, but it's been well over a decade now since book five, and there doesn't seem to be any book six on the horizon. Well, speaking I don't know, of it's extra books. Uh, Dune 2 is also coming out this dude. year. I've been so, annoying the fuck out of Taya so much. Every time the commercial comes on, I'm just like, dude! I need to, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, um, we need to rewatch it this week. That's what me and Taya are planning. I don't, that one doesn't come out, though, until... It's this weekend. Is it this weekend? Okay, well, I need to watch that because we definitely should go see that. Um, dude. I'm excited for that one. It's a very slow first movie, though, and I think I've discussed this before. It's a pretty sick action. I didn't it, though, realize it how action. like slow it was though till I watched it. I'm like, I thought this was gonna be like crazy, and then I realized this is part one. It's definitely part one. Part yeah. one. Let's just take yeah. it easy and just you know watch the movie for the plot, yeah. so you don't get fucking lost later on. Dude, I think um, it was probably a good move on the part of I think Warner Brothers produced Dune Part Two, yes. moving it from last year to this year. Because I think there's a legitimate shot that, that is the highest grossing movie of the year. I think maybe the only other challenger might be Deadpool and Wolverine. That's probably going to make a fuck probably, ton of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's going to be some others, I, I imagine, that I, will make a lot of money. But, like, Dune 2 is going to be big. I think Horizon's going to be... Uh, oh, yeah. I think that'll be bigger than people expect it to be. So, Horizon, for people who don't know, I sent the guys a, a trailer today because this is, like, the first... Uh, footage that has been released but kevin costner i guess has had this like passion project of his for years for now 30 years is what they said it's yeah. been in the making and he wants to make you know kevin costner is like known for the western like that guy's starred in so many westerns directed really good westerns so like he's and he's I actually a, know him from the star the dr- of draft day <laughs> draft day i actually uh, watched that the other night it's actually kind of funny and he's in like arguably the best modern day western which is yellowstone right. um so anyway, his longtime passion project has been to make this like multiple part Western saga. saga right around like before and after the Civil War time period in the in the American the big West. Movement to the West. Yeah. yeah. And it's called Horizon. So this year, as far as I understand it, this year there's gonna be a two part release, like a Horizon part one in June and then a part two in August, August sometime. Yeah. And then I thought I saw there's maybe like a part three and four he's planning, which maybe comes well, out saga is more next than year three. or something like that. So I don't know what exactly the release schedule is, yeah. but you don't really see a lot of these where it's like a back in the day, you'd have a lot of like TV Westerns that were released in parts like this, like Lonesome Dove, I think was like that. It was a multiple parter back in the day. Um, but no one's really doing that nowadays. And I, I guess that you got to put out the movie first and see how people respond yeah. to it before you're like, we're going to put yeah. more resources. But if you're smart with your resources, and you go, listen, I can fund four movies and then everything we make from it. We don't have to worry about funding another movie. Like we already yeah. paid for everything. So I think they're smart. I mean, think of like the Hobbit, right? They filmed all of the Hobbits while mm-hmm. they were shooting an unexpected journey. It's just, editing and going through right. certain scenes and things yeah. took longer so yeah. you get one done 
you put it out there while two and three are still going through that post-production mm-hmm. stuff. By the way, I rewatched it. Great movies, but fuck, dude. You, it's too hard to watch that and then go to Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings is way yeah. too good. It's hard because it's, that trilogy CGI just, is... It's one of the most celebrated trilogies ever. It's the most celebrated yeah. trilogy. And like... The Return of the King won like fifteen Oscars or oh, something yeah. like that. Like, not only is it satisfying to like nerd fandom who like fantasy stories, but it's also like just a widely accepted fantastic movie and fantastic trilogy. Yeah. So it's it's hard to, for the Hobbit movies to live up to that. I I have always liked the Hobbit oh, movies. Yeah, they, I have no. They get kind of a bad rap because of the CGI and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, people need to fucking get over it. Like, <laughs> I think people overreact to certain things sometimes. I, like, you gotta, the, you gotta when you hear people talk about the Hobbit movies, you would think they're garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think they're garbage. No, they're just not as good as Lord of the Rings. It's, There's a difference. It's kind of like, I don't know. You you can't compare. Shit. How do I word this? It's too hard to compare. Like you're like comparing silver to gold, gold being the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then silver being the Hobbit. You can't compare the two, right? And if you blend them together, they're just going to separate. And it's like Lord of the Rings set the standard, like yeah. blew the standard away. Like there is no standard that you can reach now to catch Lord of the Rings. So when you make the Hobbit, you're just like, we need to make it entertaining. We need we need to follow the story, add pieces in here and there. But then again, like I watched it and I'm like, dude, none of this is mentioned in the in the Lord of the Rings, and it's like 60 years later. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck did we not know about all these other dwarven kingdoms? Like they're just not mentioned. Like, oh no, these guys fought during you know the battle I, for Middle Earth. So, they're just <clears throat> not as important roles. I you making that comment actually it brought up a question that I wanted to ask you because I know that like obviously J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin put a lot of time and effort into building out like the historical backstory of these worlds that they created. So it's obviously very well thought out, but sometimes when you start thinking about some of the stuff, if you go too deep into it, you're like, does that make a ton of sense? Cause kind of to your point about like none of that shit being mentioned really in the Lord of the Rings. And it happened like supposedly 60 years prior or whatever, like not that long ago um, that I've kind of asked those questions a little bit in like in the game of Thrones universe and I asked Taya this the other day, so I want to get your opinion on this. But, like, the time period from where House of the Dragon, the show, is set until the start of Game of Thrones is, like, it's 150, 100, like, I think it's 150 exactly to 176 years. years. Yeah, somewhere in that range, which is a long time, but not a really long time. Right. And they talk about the dragons in Game of Thrones as if they're like these mythological creatures and they like the been only seen in thousands yeah of the, years. the only evidence of them are these like fossilized skulls and stuff and it's like look I get that it's been a long time but like less than 200 years is actually not that long right. now the white walkers I get like they they haven't been seen for thousands of years so that is long enough for stuff to kind of fall into myth and legend and people are like ah white walkers aren't fucking back but like I always thought it was odd that people just like discounted like when when people started hearing the stories of like Danny and her dragons in the east cuz you know word travels really slowly right. and like Varys will get word from these spies and stuff or it takes 6 months to go from Winterfell to King's yeah. Landing yeah so you'll like 
he'll mention, and supposedly this Targaryen girl has three dragons, and everyone's like, ah, that's fucking bullshit. Let's move on to more pressing matters. They're no one, growing every no, day. No one's seen the dragons in, you know, 200 years or whatever, and you're like, that's not that long ago. I mean, like... Or it's not that true, because it was 170 <laughs> years ago right. from when House of the Dragon was actually, like, starting. It's just weird so. that, like, let's say there was, like, an animal that existed, and I'm sure there are examples of this that we could find, an animal in our real world that existed 170 years ago, we wouldn't like just automatically discount it as like myth that no one had seen the one. The Tasmanian tiger. I it's think like is one. maybe there are some out in the world we just haven't seen them. And also, like 170 years ago, it's not like it's 10,000 years ago. Right. I think the Tasmanian like the only- tiger. They were like, yeah, there was one in like 1914. They're like it's been extinct for so long. And I'm like, I mean, like 110 years really isn't. Yeah, you're like that's not that long. For a few. Like- re- so speaking of that, one of the guys that Joe Rogan's had on, he's an um, astrophysicist. I've watched him a lot. I think he's a British guy. Dude goes, I mean, if you really think about it, our civilization, like, even if you put human, the human race at 100,000 years old, he goes, the galaxy's like 16.8 billion years yeah. old. He goes, if you take the human race as a whole for our entire lifespan, which, I mean, 100,000 years old is still a long time. He goes, and you compare it to the rest of the universe, he goes, that's nothing. Compare it's it to just the existence of the earth. Yep. And it's still less than nothing. And yep. I'm like, yeah, so if you talk about 100 years... I mean, shit, dude. Like, have we come a long way since 1922? Oh, sure. Absolutely, yeah. But have we also taken a huge leap backwards in certain aspects of life? Yes. Well, so to stick with the Game of Thrones thing, because I, I kind of... I was Also, I have out. a thought of Game of Thrones, too, that's bothered me since I've watched okay. it. Okay. So I actually asked this question to Reddit one time because I was like, why is it that in... Fantasy, when you read like high fantasy, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or whatever, there's a whole bunch of different myriad examples. Why is it that in all of those worlds, these there's a historical backstory that goes back literally thousands of years, sometimes tens of thousands of years, and yet it seems like nothing has really changed with the way society operates? Like, everything is still like horse-drawn carriages and people fight with swords and shoot bows and arrow, and it's like... <laughs> In our world, I mean, granted, it was like that for large swaths of time, like thousands of years, but eventually we got, you know, gunpowder and right. fucking, you know, like airplanes and shit. It's like eventually the technology started to come into the world. So it's just odd to me that, like, in all of those medieval fantasy stories, it's all like a medieval time period. And, and that it's just like that for like 10,000 years. So like, there's no technological advancement. It's very odd. So that was the exact point I wanted to bring <laughs> okay. up. Watching it and you go, yeah, thousands of years ago, you know, like Lord of the Rings, right? When it starts and they're talking kind of the backstory when they're like, you sealed or, yeah, you yeah. know, was it? And then they're like 20 million years later. And you're like, well, that's a, that's a, that's a long time to go <laughs> yeah. for literally nothing to change. No technological advancement. Like yeah. the elves are still eating the same shit bread. Yeah. The hobbits have no clue what the fuck's going on outside of the Shire. Yeah. Like I, I sat there and I was like, there's literally no, and, and I can get it. It's fantasy, right? It's supposed to right. be played out in this world yeah. where everything's content. But yeah. there's, I'm sitting there going, how how do we not have some subtle change? Right. There's, like, yeah. 
in the two towers. Like, I'm not expecting there to be Blackhawk helicopters in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but like something, you know, like the Nazclaws and <laughs> Apache helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's just missiles fucking f- blowing up orcs. And and all of a sudden you got like an American flag on it, and they're like, "We fucking heard they had oil in Mordor." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would for sure be the fucking reason to invade Mordor. And, and Ministerius like they're sitting on a big reservoir of oil. Ministerius looking Full around like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" Are like. Just with the oh, what's the music like the down that was played oh, all the time? CCR, during, yeah, 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 just playing on in the background, blaring in a fucking. You got like eight ten warhogs, yeah. twenty two raptors, and oh, the fucking oh, orc man. armies down there with their trolls, and just like everyone's like cow fucking machine guns just mowing orcs down. Everyone's like, what happened? It's like, well, you know, at the end of the Return of the King, when Frodo and Gandalf and the elves get on the boat with Bilbo and they sail off to the east. That's what lies to the east. <laughs> they just got there late. It turns couldn't... out they sailed into the harbors of New York City right. in America. <laughs> and uh, this is what they brought back with them for the second war of Middle Earth. And yeah. everyone's like, dear God. Well, dude, so I, I asked that question to, there's like a there's like a fantasy, you know, books or like a fantasy genre subreddit of people who are just fans mm-hmm. of the genre. And I asked that question. I was like, are there any examples of fantasy stories that involve some sort of societal technological advancement over time? And I guess there are some. And I, I like added some to like my list of like, I kind of want to check these out. Cause it's I would be interested to dive into a world like that where it's like a fantasy genre where there's dragons, there's magic, but also like society has advanced to the point where there's like cars now you know like what what does that look like where you have a society where there's like there's like wizards but people have like digital screens you know like so there's it'd be kind of cool to see a really well done story in integrate like medieval fantasy into modern almost like a cyberpunk melding with fantasy so you're kind of saying like a harry potter thing where there's muggles with cars that's actually honestly probably one of the best examples because Harry yeah. Potter is 100% fantasy. Right. But it's almost modern day. I think like that's like the 90s or something cuz like right. when they do go like into the muggle world they have like cars and trains TVs. and TVs and all that right. but it's not like it's very clearly not modern day. Like there's right. not like cell phones and shit it looks like. But it's, but then you go to Harry Potter and there is no they send word by owl right like, yeah they, they're very medieval the, the there's no phone but I guess they like, rely on magic so they don't need technology right Maybe that's the but it's still it, but that's know. what I'm saying it's one of those fantasy where it's like the modern world with airplanes and shit and then they see a flying car and like oh but it's like. Like they don't know, so it's yeah, like and I one guess of those, it's a mix. So maybe maybe that's one of the explanations too of like in a world where, at least in Harry Potter, if you can apparate, there's no need for a car. Like you can right. just teleport places. What the fuck do I need a car for? Right. You so know? you're you're <laughs> more advanced than the Muggles because you can just teleport everywhere yeah. and fly on your own. But you're less advanced because you don't have TV stations to no broadcast wizard news. Right. Fucking. It's all newspapers. I mean, the pictures move, but like. Yeah, you got pictures that move. Still got to print a newspaper. You, but you don't have TV. Yeah. So when they do like press conferences, because they're taking pictures. Right. They have those like the old tiny flash. like flashbulb <laughs> pictures, like they have like that you see like Marilyn Monroe getting her picture taken and stuff. But like, then I guess those. I want to know more about the uh, the media industry in in Harry Potter. Well, they have <laughs> in the, the, in the the smart world. quills too. Remember Rita Skeeter? Oh, the, right. So it'll just write. Um, it'll so just yeah, because like, are they? 
I'm sure they're not printing newspaper, right? It's like it's probably just full of fake news. It's not a machine. It's probably just a bunch of they cast a spell, a bunch of quills are just writing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Wanna well, know then more. think their leader was saying that Voldemort wasn't back, which was fake news. So that is fake news. Their leader was taking over media in the charge of fake news. Yeah. Who was that? That was no, Fudge, so, right? Yeah, what Cornelius Fudge. Cocksucker. We're not so different after all, are we? There's actually, I remember a scene from, I don't think they include it in the movies, but when I was rereading the books recently, there's a clever scene where it's told from the perspective of the Muggle Prime Minister in Great Britain. Right, because they know. Yeah, and at the highest levels of government, the Prime Minister is aware of the magic world, only vaguely. Right. And like, there's a scene where I think it's Fudge shows up in his office, like via apparition or whatever. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, and like scares the shit out of the Muggle Prime Minister, and they have because he's there to warn the Muggle Prime Minister about Voldemort. Hey, I just want to give you saying, a heads like, up that the mass murderer that yeah. murked a lot of people back in the olden days, he's back. He's back. It's basically like. Hey, I didn't um, do anything about it either. So we have like our version of Hitler who's back and uh, he's pissed off and he's killing a lot of people. So And he doesn't like non-magic folk, which <laughs> yeah, if, you kind of are. If you have some non-magic folk get brutally murdered for, and there's no medical reason why they died, that was a spell right. and it was Wizard Hitler. Just a heads up. Okay, I'll check in on you in six months. <laughs> also, I just want to let you know before I leave, I didn't do shit about it because I didn't <laughs> believe someone because I thought they were just after my power. All right, toodles. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of a cool scene. I was like, okay, so like the prime minister is aware. He talks to the, the magical prime minister or the fucking, what do they, they call him in Harry Potter? What is Fudge's title? The Minister of Magic. The Minister of Magic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, think about this too, right? Like, I've tried doing like the Harry Potter wiki or whatever. I'm like, is there a Hogwarts for Americans or did we just get screwed on this? I want to know. They mention a few schools in Fantastic well, Beasts, but I don't. Well, you got to think too. In, I don't uh, think they Goblet of Fire. They have one in France. There's there's Bo Batten's. The Bo Batten's from France, right? Yep. And, and then they have one in the, Russia. The dumb strand, dumb dong, dumb, the dumb, dumb strand, strand, whatever. Dumb strand. And I don't know if it's from Russia. I think it's from Belarus. Uh, not Belarus. Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Oh yeah. Okay. Bulgaria. Victor Crumb is on the Bulgarians who lose right. to the Irish right. in the Quid- right. Quidditch World Cup, and then the Death Eaters come there, and then they think that it was Harry that conjured the spell. So does, I, does that mean Ireland has their own, or do they just go to Hogwarts? <laughs> I would like to know. Has that ever been answered online? I don't know. Like, has J.K. Rowling said anything about how many magical schools are out there? I, I don't know, but she has come out, and she has said that she messed up by not putting Harry and Hermione together, which I firmly agree on. Yeah, I also saw someone like uh, screen grabbing that comment and being like, "Well, didn't you write the books, bitch? Like, why right. didn't you fucking?" Yeah, but in hindsight, it's up to you. <laughs> Harry should have been. It's like, well, you wrote the book. She's like, well, at the time, it's I like, yeah, I was... think they really should have gotten together. It's like us too, but we didn't write the motherfucking right. books. So. We didn't have a fucking choice. <laughs> we just saw what you put. Yeah, she's like, my bad, guys, my bad. It's like, yeah, you fucked up, and now you fucked up. Also, Hermione's way hotter than uh, Jenny. Jenny. That's just my two cents. And smarter. Although Jenny's also a brilliant witch. Yeah. By the way, the whole Molly Weasley fight scene at the very end when she kills Bellatrix is like the greatest thing. That is pretty Not my daughter, you bitch. And then she's like fighting and she's like stumbling in her heels and then ends up killing her. And she's like. (laughs) I remember there being a very kind of hard to follow Lestrange plot line from one of the first Fantastic Beast movies. Because there's like a Bellatrix like. 
aunt or something in that first one. Do you know who I'm talking I'll about? I'll have to go back and rewatch it's, it. She's played by, um, she just did Catwoman in the Batman. Uh, fucking, this, she's the singer's daughter in real life. I'm blanking on all the fucking names. Uh, God damn it. Is it Steven Tyler's? No. Okay, I was just going to say, that's the only singer's daughter that I can... Stand by. It's going to bug me now. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Sometimes all it takes is me pulling oh! up IMDb. Oh. And then I'm like, I got it. Zoe Kravitz. She plays like something Lestrange in the first Fantastic Beast. But I wasn't really following that plot line very well in that movie. It was kind of murky. Um, I heard something the other day, speaking of Harry Potter, that the show that they're planning on doing is gonna be like a they're they're targeting like a twenty twenty six release. How do what are your thoughts on that? Because I think we've I've maybe asked you about it before, but I don't know if we've really dug in on that. I am not super stoked because as far as I understand it, they're literally just doing a book-for-book book remake, like a book-per-season remake of a show that'll go for seven seasons or something. I love my Harry Potter. I think the movies are absolutely perfect, and I think it's way too soon for a remake. I agree with that. I think it is. Yeah. Way, it's not like you botched something and you like got to – it's not like if Game of Thrones came out and was like, by the way – we're going to redo We've amended yeah. season eight. <laughs> we have an eight point a, <laughs> which is based off the books now. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, you just fixed a shitty problem. Right. There's literally nothing wrong with Harry Potter movies. Right. So why are we jumping so quick into making a show? I don't know. If it was 30 years later, I'd be like, although we got to think though, Sorcerer's Stone did come out. No one. Yeah. But, but at the same time, we didn't, remake the star wars we added to them exactly until the, the newest three episodes and we just remade the original three with when i i get and- the impulse to like redo harry potter for a new generation but like just have the new generation watch the movies right it's not, not like, hard movies to watch to your it. point like it's not like when our generation came along they redid the original star wars trilogy right. for a new generation it's just like we just made prequels well, it's not so like they have to that. watch like, a movie in black and white from the 40s where right. it's like this is really hard to sit through yeah. an hour and a half of. Like they're not that old. <laughs> no. They're good movies. Yeah. I think they're the last one movies. came out in 2011 or something like that yeah. was the last movie. Not that long ago. No. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that idea. I mean, and don't I get me wrong. Think, I'm going to watch every single yeah, bit of it. Yeah, I will too. But at but. the same time, I'm like, we don't need it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have a desire for more. If I want Harry Potter, I throw on the movies. Yeah. So I saw a headline this morning. Speaking of like just read Hollywood just wanting to redo everything. I saw some headline about, I guess there's a idea of getting kicked around about remaking American Psycho, the Christian Bale movie from, I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a very fucked up movie. I watched that movie and I had no clue what it was about. I think it was, I was in college and like, I it's think. very weird. I think my girlfriend had fallen asleep on the couch. And I was like, oh, American Psycho with Christian Bale. Yeah. I like Christian Bale. And I watched it, and I like finished watching it, and I woke her up, and I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I have no clue what the fuck I just watched, yeah. but I'm going to give you a quick plot line. This guy who's a really successful businessman, banker, whatever, yeah. hates his coworkers if they get nicer cards than him. So then he murders them. Then he brings women back to have sex with them and then murders them. And then just goes to work and goes about his day like nothing happened. She goes, anything else in the story? And I'm like, 
That's what I got out of it. Yeah. It's just then, a guy that like kills people. That I haven't seen it him. in a very long time, but like doesn't at the end, doesn't he go on like a killing spree and then like actively tries to get caught and yeah. then everyone's like, nah, you're fine. Yeah, I think so. They're like, I don't, they're like, don't while, believe him that he's a murderer and he's like trying to convince people that he's a murderer and they're like, nah. I will say it's a funny scene though when he's like talking to the guy about music and the guy's just sitting there clueless on the chair. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Where buttoning he's buttoning up his rain, his jacket. rain jacket on. He's dancing. And then he has like him. a baseball bat and he's yeah. like, yeah, this was one of their greatest yeah. hits in the set. He's like, and just kills him. And I'm yeah. like, so they, what? anyway, where I was going with that is they, I guess there's, they're kicking around the idea of redoing American Psycho. And someone commented under it and was like, does Hollywood not do any original content anymore. anymore? And I made the joke uh, a couple podcasts ago where we were talking about after the strikes had ended, the writer's strike and the um, actor's strike last year, there was this article that got released about all the new movies that were getting re-put into production that had halted because of the strikes. Mm-hmm. And they had listed at the, at the headline of the article, part they listed two, like five three, movies. and. All of them were sequels. Literally all of them. Like Gladiator 2 was on there. Beetlejuice 2 was on there. Several others. And as we know, Twisters is coming out. There's a Kung Fu Panda 4. You know, Deadpool and Wolverine is like the 95th movie in the MCU at this point. And so someone made that comment under the American Psycho thing. And then it just reminded me of us talking about the Harry Potter TV show. And I'm like, this is getting kind of insane it's, it's like there are at this point. and and we had this discussion i think when we had caleb on and it was like they just it seems like hollywood is terrified to do an, an original idea they have to tie everything they make now has to be tied to something that came before it that was successful or they feel like They're it's going to be a failure yeah and it's like i guess if you're looking at everything monetarily then maybe that's that's the path you're going to go down and that's how you're going to make stuff but, but then mo- there's all there's no creativity you also have the thing too though doing that where's movie, all the new shit? movies are going to be a dying breed here soon because people are just like dude i don't give a shit to watch it's already 48 struggling. i'm just going to go watch like, the ones that i enjoyed right, right. and just keep rewatching them which they've already made their money on me but they're not gonna make any more money off right. of me like oppenheimer great but it's an op-ed that's it's well, a niche it, community it it seems like the only there's only a handful of guys well, and gals, I guess, um, directors in Hollywood who are making original content that's like done at a very high. Find a big crazy successful level. book that just it's, that exactly, hasn't had dude. a movie made about it, dude. That's my biggest thing. I'm a, I'm a huge the... reader. There's so many right. books out there that have great stories and awesome plot lines and character development. Make those into movies. Right. There's like millions of ideas Re- that reach, are fantastic. Reach out to the author of it, yeah, and be like, "Hey, we'd love to make your book into a movie." Yeah. Or if the they're like, "Well, only Christopher Nolan's going to get mine." It's like, "Well, okay, the dude does his own movies though." Right. And they're like, right. "Well, speaking of that, when they were like, yeah, he's going to do a horror movie,' I was like, "Yeah, I've about seeing his horror movie, they're probably going to get like real people that are like, yeah, I'm ready to die, and they're going to kill them oh, on dude, scene.' I can't even imagine what a Christopher Nolan horror movie would be. It's going to fuck like, with your head for legit sure. Legit deaths. They're like, <laughs> yeah, 19 people risked their lives for this, and they all died, but we told them they were going to. And well, he like, was one of the oh. guys that I was about to name of like some of the only people who are still making original content at a high level. It's Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese. Right. Those guys. The guys that come out with a movie like once in a blue moon and yeah. you're like, once oh, every, finally once every you come three out or four with it. years and it's an, it's an original movie or it's based on a book or something. Right. But then they it's come out with like, it and you're like, finally, and then you're like, okay, I get why it took so long. I yeah. get it. I take well, back like, to finally. I take I'd back. rather have that though. It's like I would rather have take the time, 
don't make a movie except for every four years, but have it be a fucking banger when yeah. it comes oh, yeah. out. Like that's what I want. Where it's like nowadays, I don't know. I just don't feel like the. I mean, there are some still some really good movies being made, but I don't feel like there's as many or as at at a high of a frequency as they used to be. Like when we were in high school and stuff. Yeah. Where like all the time there was just awesome movies coming out. Now it's just like if it's not part of a, and that's another thing. Like you're never going to see a Quentin Tarantino or a Christopher Nolan or a Martin Scorsese direct a Marvel movie. That's just not going right. to happen. They just do their own shit, you know, which I respect. They're I like. like that I don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to come in and I'm direct four or five. To. That's just not what I'm doing. I'm going to make Oppenheimer. I think know? there's other things on the back end of Hollywood that I won't dive into, but I think Hollywood becoming more and more political is ruining the creativity of what movies can come out. And I think that's really having like a, if I was a writer, I'd be like, I want to be able to be creative. Yeah. I, I don't want to be political. I don't want to have to sit here and be politically correct. I'm creating a movie. I'm trying to create a piece of art that people can watch. And if you don't want to watch, then just don't There was actually a big, um, you, can, you can Google it. Qu- Quentin Tarantino gave an interview recently um, and he made a very, that guy's like the biggest movie nerd of all time. And he just happens to be oh, a yeah. fantastic director. So he's got like more movie knowledge than anyone. Like he's forgotten more about movies than I'll ever know. But he made some. I didn't read the entire article, but I saw some of his comments, and he was making kind of a similar point about you can kind of study decade by decade, like the different trends in movies and in Hollywood. And he was saying like there's certain decades that you can point to where there was like a lot of directors and writers and actors who were taking big swings and making like real risky stuff. In for the sake of creativity, like I'm going to push the right. boundaries of what it means to be an actor or a director and, and tell certain certain types of stories. And then there's times that go through. It's almost like it rebounds and then everything gets really safe again. And it's like, oh, well, the only stuff that we're making is for kids now and it's going to be funny or it's a superhero. We have to, we have to be politically correct. And, and it's like it would be nice to get back to a point where we see a lot of it's more common to see movies that are like really pushing the envelope and like challenging the audience than just, Oh, here's another entry in a animated series. That's five movies long now, or here's another superhero movie. It's like, I think people want the audiences want more challenging. Give me stuff. something that I'm going to go home and be like, I got to fucking think about this. Yeah, and like, exactly. I need to do some research into something and like find it out. Don't send me with something and be like, okay, well I know that's bullshit, but you just did it to be political or, you know, when politically I, correct. I don't know about or, you, but I don't like leaving the theater and just being like, "That yeah, was that was okay." Yeah, that was a wasted twenty dollars. Yeah, like I want to, I want to leave the theater and be like, "That movie was fucking." You're awesome. like Oppenheimer. I left the movie and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. So good. You know what I want? What the feeling that I want is you and me leaving Dunkirk, oh. seeing it in IMAX, and just being like, "That was a fucking masterpiece." Dude, if someone like had a microphone and was like, "So how's Dunkirk?" I'd be like, <laughs> "It's like I'm I'm at a loss for words." <laughs> See it. That's what I would have been like. I would just been like, see it. It's that good. And they would have been like, like how good? And I'd be like, so fucking good. <laughs> like, if you well, give me money to go see an IMAX again right now, I'll just... And that's why I'm so excited for Dune Part 2 because I feel like... I mean, we're coming up on... It releases March 1st. There's been two whole months of 2024, and I feel like there's just been nothing, nothing. that has come out that has been worth seeing. I mean, like, I heard... Madam Web is just absolutely fucking terrible. 
Um, don't even know what it is. The Beekeeper. I actually want to watch the oh, Beekeeper, yeah, I but I was like, it. I'm it's not going to go see the movie. Yeah, I'm not going to go see it in theaters, but I'll watch it eventually. But there's just been like a lot of duds that seem like have come out, and like that Argyle movie that didn't do very well. I don't know. There's just like in this year's release, there, it's weird. A lot of the stuff that's been announced for 2025 seems like just banger after banger after banger but it's like now we got to just wait a We're whole like, year mm. just a whole slate of 10 just more months maybe average 10 more months. movies until we get to a really good year like that kind of sucks i know there's going to be some good shit that comes out this year and there's always stuff that surprises people yeah. that people weren't anticipating that drops and everyone's like oh this is awesome but i don't know it just 2024 movie release wise seems a little bare bones this year at least based on what i'm seeing so we'll see that's all right i just but, need one do part two. Fucking hype for it. I, I forgot that that comes out this week, but yeah. we'll have to go see it probably not this weekend, but next weekend then. Dude. I can't oh, fucking I'm kind of excited now. <laughs> I might rewatch it. Yeah, I got to rewatch the first one this week in preparation. And that, that one's another one that's like, it's based on one of, that book is one of my all-time favorite books. So I like, right, but it's like, it's an original out, thought like, based off of a book. So it's yeah. like, we have a story to go off of. Yeah. Well, you done rambling? <laughs> yeah, I need to get dinner as it's almost 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, um, let's wrap up then. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yep. Um, this has been a fun one, just shooting the shit. Um, we will be back within the next couple of weeks, maybe with a topic, maybe not. We'll Honestly, see. I think um, if we delay, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I want to go see Dune, so we should plan on going and seeing okay. it as a group, as the movie club. Um and then if you'd want, we could do a Dune podcast. Say so, less. So Say less. whether if we see it this weekend, which I don't know what my schedule looks like, um, or if we wait till just next weekend and we can plan it out, okay. then we could do a Dune podcast <laughs> after we see Dune it. Podcast. So if we want to go see like the movie on like a Friday night or Saturday and then do the episode the following day, yeah. I would be all So for maybe it. that's the upcoming schedule is like a Dune reaction pod. And then we got March Madness right around the corner too, <sighs> so we can do a March Madness We'll, we'll have to fill out our March Madness brackets yeah. again. We'll do another just browsing bracket group that, on ESPN. I think just my brother join. joined. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon. And, and I think Taya filled out a few brackets too. But um, yeah, that'll be fun. So that's that's some yeah. stuff to look forward to on the just browsing I think browsing we'll do feed. Dune next unless yeah. we come up with something between now and the time that we decide that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody. It's good to be back. We'll yeah. talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. See ya.